got a few screws loose since the days of my youth. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose and I'm telling you the truth. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose. You don't really want proof. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose. Why do's what I do? It's a few screws loose podcast. Yo, 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 what is up, people? This is P from Charlotte, one half of Screws Loose Pod. My guy Dan on drugs is not available today. He's been holding this show down essentially all by himself for the past few weeks because why? He is the man. Um, you know, I felt it's been a long time since I've been on. And seeing as though we did win an award um, a few months back, we thank you guys very much. I feel as though I owe it to our listeners as to where the hell I've been. No, me and Dan didn't fight. No, I didn't get killed or go to jail or whatever rumors someone may believe. That's actually pretty simple. Um, if you actually refer back to our second episode called Seasonal Affective Disorder, this was all the way back in November of 2018, which is hard to believe already. That would sort of explain a lot as to why I've been sort of MIA. I mean, it's also holiday season. I mean, damn, can a brother get a break? So, you know, just want to spend some time talking to you guys, let you guys know where I've been, some updates on things, maybe touch on a couple topics. And remember, I am by my lonesome today here on Screws Loose Pod. Dan has been holding this show down, so I owe it to him, especially in his busy season right now, to do a show that can kind of uh, explain where we've been because we've been kind of in a slump. So um, you can follow the show on Instagram at Screws Loose Pod. You can follow Dan at I am Dan on Drugs on Instagram and on Twitter. You can catch me on Instagram and on Twitter at P from Charlotte. And also check us out on YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. Where does Paul, the guy who's always missing in action, begin? It's been a rough month, man. It's been a rough couple months, actually. Um, you know, typically during the holidays, I get a little down anyways because of losses in family and bad history. But it's been particularly rough this year. Um, we actually lost another member of our family in December. Very, very, very close relative to us, uh, one of my aunts. And in case you don't know, I have 10 aunts and uncles from my mother's side alone. So um, we lost one of my mom's sisters, my aunt, this December after a long battle with cancer. And, you know, she fought it, man. I mean, she fought it bravely. She fought it fiercely. Ultimately, I guess, you know, even the toughest among us get weary and get tired. So, um, you know, I've been back and forth between Charlotte and the D.C. area um, a few times, you know, whether it be taking my son up to see his mom for holidays or, you know, I got to see my aunt one last time before she passed just prior to Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's kind of messed up because I wanted to come back and see her again. But in my heart, I felt that this would be my last time. And I knew it at that time. And I am pleased, you know, um, to say that I got to have a nice 20, 25 minute conversation with her um, all by myself. She told me a lot of great things and things I would take to my grave. And um, so her funeral was later on in December. Um, when you know, went back to the D.C. area. It was it was I've been there three times in a month. You know, sad. Of course, it's a funeral. What do you expect? It's sad, you know. Um, I'll tell you what, I was a pallbearer and the thing, <laughs> the funny thing was before the funeral even started, before the viewing even started, 
when me and my cousins, you know, uh, who were chosen to be her pallbearers, took her out of the hearse and to put her into the the uh, church at the altar for the viewing, I almost uh, <laughs> didn't make it at that point. You know, I was kind of overcome, but I I kept my composure. You know, I'm a fireman. I know how to keep my composure somewhat. But, um, you know, it was rough, man. It was it was rough watching your aunt that you've seen your whole life um, at the house every week, every weekend. Your mother's uh closest sister I would assume one of the closest sisters I mean you know she she she's gone now and sometimes I still think about wow you know I don't have an aunt you know I'm not going to say her name but I, you know I don't she's gone now and the family's struggling I know it it's still so fresh and you know she was married for about 17 years her husband you know I love him very much very good guy he's all alone struggling I could assume, you know, I mean, it, it's not easy for anyone. And being so far away in Charlotte, it kind of um, makes you feel a little bit of guilt, no matter how ridiculous that may sound, as if I could have done something to protect uh, her or her illness. It's just you move. When I moved here initially, she was still my aunt. She was still feisty, still always around. She never missed an event. We got a giant family. She would go to every graduation Every ceremony, she was at my fire academy graduation. Uh, you know, my, I have a cousin who's autistic. Um, she went to see him sing, actually, at the church that we had her funeral at, our old family church. Um, I'm Catholic, but the rest of my family is Methodist on my mother's side. And went to see him sing. And that was a big thing. And she made sure, despite her cancer, she went. And um, she actually beat it to an extent. And then it came back unexpectedly. And then within a few weeks, she was gone. So um, that was, you know... One of the things that kind of put me down in December slash November, because, um, you know, I learned of her condition worsening in November. But, um, you know, the other side of that is this is also the 30th anniversary of my grandfather's passing. He passed away on December 18th, 1989. So when you couple the loss of your granddad, who you've been closest with your whole life, even though I only had seven good years with him, those seven good years are going to stay with me for however many years I have left. And I can't help but think about that always. It never leaves my mind. Um, you know, I've been anticipating the 30th anniversary of his passing for a very, very long time, and it happened. And then to kind of compound, you know, the sadness was, like I mentioned before, the loss of my aunt, which is really has been really devastating to, you know, most of the family, um, not just me. I mean, you know, because like, you know, I said a minute ago, she had, you know, we, you know, nine siblings. One of them passed away in the 90s. And it was it's rough. So, you know, you couple that with my personal loss of my granddad, who's on my father's side of the family, that that made it even worse. And then. You know, I'm going to say, and then, and then, and then, <laughs> um, my other grandfather, who was my aunt's father, he actually celebrated a birthday in early December. He passed away in 2011, I believe, on Father's Day, but his birthday was in December. So we've had a lot of losses, a lot of birthdays, a lot of celebrations in December. My grandfather's brother passed away um, roughly around the same day that our aunt passed away in the 70s in a car accident. So December is a really tough month. Um, you know, I love Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday, but it kind of had a little, uh, you know, less happy mood to it because of all that's going on with the family, um, with the seasonal affective disorder. If you go back to listen to episode two of Screws Loose Pod, you'll definitely hear us talk about this. Dan, as he stated on the show, his issues typically happen around springtime. And I stated mine typically happen around uh, wintertime, fall time, things like that. 
And it's, you know, it, it, it upsets you, you know? I mean, I have a daughter, you know, her, you know, her birthday's in December and, and, you know, you wish you can do more, but you can't, you know, you, you have a disability of your own that I have. Um, financial situations have been bleak um, over the last few weeks. There's no additional ways to make money or anything like that. Or, you know, I don't know if Dan's told you, we don't do this show. We don't make money doing this show. This, this is not for monetary gain. You know, we do this to talk. You know, hopefully we can get across to a few people, uh, you know, touch some people, make them feel like they aren't alone, but we don't get paid for this. So, you know, you couple with the losses of the family, financial difficulties, the personal issues. Um, I mean, it's just been so rough. And, you know, I'm, I'm not no bitch here. OK, you know, before any of you motherfuckers comment and say, oh, stop being a bitch. I ain't no bitch. Well, I guess if you got to tell people you ain't no bitch, maybe you are. <laughs> but I ain't no bitch. All I'm saying is seasonal affective disorder is real. You know, um, we've suffered some tremendous losses in this family, in my family, in my personal life. Uh, mood shifts, attitude changes, medication changes. Um, you know, it's just it's just a hectic time of year. Traveling back and forth between here and D.C., uh, you know, three, 400 miles each way. It just doesn't stop. And after a while, you grow tired. You just get tired, you know, and, and, and that's why I've been the last few weeks. I have just been tired. The man who does not sleep, yes, I do get tired. So trying my best here to kind of make the best of what we have. You know, everybody says, oh, 2020 is going to be my year. 2020 is my year. Well, look, you know, 2020 is just another day past 2019 to me. That's all it is. So, you know, you make what you get, you, you know, you make the best of what you got. I should say, if you get, you know, bad stuff, you try to make the best with it. And if you get great stuff, you try to maintain it, try not to lose it or try not to let it go to your head. You know, I mean, I'm not starting off on a positive note, nor a bad note, even though, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here because of typical, you know, sadness. And then on top of that, the loss of my aunt. But at the same time, I'm neutral here in 2020. I'm not expecting greatness. I'm not expecting anything worse. And I feel as though with my condition that I've been dealing with for so many years now, that has been instrumental in helping me get through certain things, stay neutral, um, you know, you're going to have flare ups. OK, you're going to have failures. You're going to have losses. You're going to have people criticizing you. You're going to have things not go your way. You're going to have, you know, people not necessarily appreciate the things you feel like you should be appreciated for. Um, I'm just speaking in general terms here. You know, you're going to feel at work that you're not respected. You're going to feel, you know, maybe your kids don't appreciate you that much. Uh, you know, maybe you feel guilty because you're not around family as much as you feel like you should. Or I mean, it's just it's just many things. But you can't let that stuff beat you down, because if you let it beat you down, you will not get back up. And if you do get back up, I'm telling you one thing, you're going to barely beat that count. And if and all my boxing fans know <laughs> you barely beat that count, that means you, you, you barely got up right before 10 and you better hope the ref don't stop it. So, you know, you get beat down, man. It's hard to get back up. So you just got to try to weather the punches, hit back, fight back. Don't let it take you down. Don't stay down if you get knocked down because we all get knocked down sometimes. And you know what? I'm going to say something that's even contrary to what I just said. Sometimes if you feel like you got to stay down, stay the fuck down. Because sometimes you need to stay down to reassess some things, rethink your position, rethink your priorities, rethink your condition, rethink your place in this world and see if there's anything you can do to change your situation, to make yourself feel better, 
to distract yourself from any issues that you may have going on that are bringing you down or making you feel a certain way or just introspection. I do it every day. Um, you know, people may ridicule me because I like to lay in the tub a lot and just kind of relax a little bit. But that's where I get my most peace and most of my uh, thoughts on how I'm going to approach the next day. And um, it's worked for me for a decade. Um, you know, as with anything, it's not 100 percent effective. Nothing's going to work 100% of the time, but I'll take 50%. You know, I mean, 50% of the time is better than where I was 10 years ago when it was 0% of the time. So you just got to look to yourself, man. I mean, you can't have anyone else make you happy. And that sounds strange to say if you don't understand that concept yet. Yeah, I'm 37 going on 38. I've been through a lot of shit. Okay. Um, I lost my career. I lost everything. Oh, and on top of that, speaking of that, speaking of other events that happened in December that affect my mood, I also lost my fire department career in December. So that's something else that compounds it. So, you know, I think about that a lot. Um, you know, I lost everything except my physical life. I lost my mental life. I lost my pride. I lost my ambition. I lost my goals. I lost my future prospects because of the, the disability that has been um, attributed and attached to me, which follows me and will never leave me. Um, you know, I have older children. I hope they learn their lessons from me, which, you know, was always hit or miss. Um, you know, it's just, it's rough. It's rough. You know, I've lost a lot and I'm assuming I'm not the only one. There are many people who've lost a lot, if not more. I mean, I have a saying that I would tell people all the time when they would say, oh, it could be worse. And I would say, well, fuck yeah, it could be worse. I can be dead. God damn it. Even the person that's homeless on the street with AIDS and hep C, it can be worse for him or her. He can be or she can be dead, too. So anyone listening who has someone in, close to them that struggles with any mental illness, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Please don't say it could always be worse because it's all relative to who you're speaking to and what they're going through and what their experiences are. If a millionaire, say you have someone who has $350 million, they may have a catastrophic loss in a stock or whatever, and then they end up losing maybe $225 million of that $300-something million. Well, to them, that's catastrophic. To us, I say, well, shit, give me $100 million. I'd be happy. Well, you know, it's relative. It's all relative because ultimately at the end of the day, despite what you see and what you hear on social media, on TV, all of these rappers, uh, producers, Damon Dash, all these people talking about I grind, I grind, I do this, I do that, I don't need sleep, it's all about the money. It's not all about the fucking money, okay? Because when you make it all about the money, then what do you stand for? I'm not going to bring religion into this you know, show because me and Dan have an agreement. We don't do that. But I will say a passage. No man can serve two masters. You can't serve money. And I'm not going to say God in this respect. You can't serve money and serve yourself because therefore someone's lacking. If you have a family and you're serving money, then your family is missing out. You lose something there. You lose some morality. You lose something and someone else will notice it. So you got to always keep yourself in balance. It's very difficult, especially for me this time of year. You know, I mean, I tell Dan all the time, thanks for holding the show down. I haven't been the best co-host over the last few months. But one thing about Dan, I've known him for almost three decades. Um, he knows me, man. You know, I ain't no quitter. I don't renege on my responsibilities 
or things that I commit to. You know, he knows that. And Dan has done a dynamite job keeping this show going. And I'm definitely appreciative to him for that and appreciative to him for understanding my plight and my difficulties here. Because trust me, it is difficult to even do this which is going to essentially be a short uh, sort of a mini show, reintroductory show. Let, let, you know what? How about this? Let's call it this. Let's call it a soft reboot, sort of like they did with uh, Incredible Hawk and Spider-Man. Let's do a soft reboot. We don't need to kill Uncle Ben again, okay? <laughs> we can start anew, start fresh, um, pick right back up where we left off, but at the same time, you know, come up with some new ideas and see what we got in store. Hopefully we can get some, some more listeners. Hopefully you guys continue to support us. Hopefully, you know, tell your friends about us. Give us some likes on Instagram, Screws Loose Pod. Give us some likes on, uh, you know, YouTube, Screws Loose Pod. Give us some individual likes at Twitter and Instagram. I'm P from Charlotte. Dan is I am Dan on drugs. Um, you know, that's on Instagram and that's on Twitter. You know, follow us, man. We're here. We definitely appreciate your reviews. We definitely appreciate your likes. We definitely appreciate your comments and your feedback, even if it's negative. I mean, we don't need a bunch of fucking yes men here. If it's something that you don't like or something that you'd like us to see to do or or something, let us know, man. I mean, we may be assholes, but we're not stupid. So once again, this is P from Charlotte. Short show. I just felt I owed it to our listeners to let you guys know where I've been. Been a very rough patch, not looking for sympathy. So please, you know, this is not to be disrespectful to anyone, but I would appreciate it if you don't go on P from Charlotte um, at Twitter, um, at P from Charlotte on Twitter, at P from Charlotte on Instagram. Uh, at Screws Loose Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Don't go there with messages of sympathy or condolences. Don't do that. Please, you know, I don't consider it disrespectful for you to not do that. I don't need you guys to do that. This is not the purpose of this show. I'm just stating, you know, a personal reason and a personal aspect to what seasonal affective disorder is all about and why mine tends to hit in December around holiday season. So if you go back and you check our second episode, I think it was from 2018, which was about seasonal affective disorder. If you hadn't heard that yet, check it out. It may help you understand this episode a whole lot more. And, um, you know, that's all I got for you guys right now. Me and Dan are going to be right back at it in 2020. Dan's a busy man. Um, so we're going to try to keep these things rolling as much as we can. Keep listening to us, please. We appreciate it. We love our listeners. Give us some votes. Give us some likes. Give us some reviews on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Screws Loose Pod. Follow us on YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at P from Charlotte. Follow Dan on Instagram and on Twitter at I am Dan on Drugs. This is P from Charlotte. If you didn't hear me the first 50,000 times I said it, signing off for Screws Loose Pod. Peace.